The darker the night, the brighter the stars Everything's fun to a young heart When you find out what your heart used to be It's gonna feel like you've been dreaming Love if you want the truth, anything's possible you can walk up on the moon Or you can watch it roll It's never in the stars It's in your heart Yeah, you'll be kicked around But get up anyway And you'll be broken into better shape Broken into better shape I was one more mistake for me this is Pastor Glenn Thomas of St. Matthew Lutheran Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Early as the COVID-19 pandemic began to make its way around the world, I endeavored to write down some reflections on the meaning of this moment and what we might take from it. Been adding new material for several months now, including some thoughts on the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter protests as well. You can read these essays on my blog, Plains Words, plainswords.blogspot.com. If you have thoughts or comments about these words, use the blog to post your reply or send me an email at gthomas at smlutheran.com. great 2020 quarantine theme, the death of normal. Thing two, what shall we make of this? Is it possible to pass through such a moment without examining our lives, our values, our hopes and expectations? Undoubtedly, some will avoid it and be turned inward, clinging to distant memories of past golden ages out of sync with the rest of the world as time passes them by. Others, whether they like it or not, will be forced by circumstance to face the stark reality of change, and so they will, to the best of their ability, and with no small amount of grief, cope. As it has always been, in every significant reformation, those who cannot embrace change will be the genesis of conflict of many kinds, tearing apart families and nations. Some of that can already be seen on the nightly news, and perhaps at a dinner table near you. But there will be some who will discover the rare ability to willingly and purposefully change. They will feel the compelling call of the Spirit blowing through the world. They will hear its voice, sometimes still and small, sometimes fire and thunder, cajoling and coaxing and charging and demanding. They will take a few timid first steps and then plunge headlong into the battle for the future. They will feel its great burden. They will experience the blessed opportunity to make a difference. By their faith, the rest of us will be changed. The world 
will change. And you? We have spent months waiting in place for all of this to pass, for the jobs to come back and the bars to reopen and the demonstrators go home, for an end of some kind to come, for it to be over. Like any great tribulation, it is hard to perceive the end of the story while it is still being written. Who can know what the days will bring? Yet we are not merely hostage to the passage of history. We have been graced with the vision of another kingdom, empowered to reach for it by word and spirit. We were not created for misery and self-pity. We were made for hope, for love, for good. We can learn and we can grow. And if the experience of these past few months has not opened our eyes to what is good, or at least what is not, then we have not been paying attention. What have we learned during the great 2020 pandemic? First of all, we have discovered anew the struggle and the glory of what it means to be human. At a most basic level, we experience this upheaval as strange. We tell ourselves that all of this came from without, without warning, without reason, without purpose, putting us in a complicated and uncomfortable place. Consequently, there have been feeble attempts to assign blame, to impose some pretense of order on the confusion of only to release our guilt and exchange our sorrow for anger. We shake our fists at fate. We are angry with God. That's okay. God can deal with our anger. Yet that too does not satisfy. We are cast upon the inexplicable and the uncontrollable. We do not believe it is in our power to stop such calamity. That is what it means to be human, after all. It is our best defense. But humanness is not our excuse. It is our confession. The constraints of this moment are of our own making, our own preference. We are the authors, if not of the problems, then of our incapacity to overcome them. We did not create the virus. But we did not choose to do what was necessary to protect our neighbors and ourselves. We did not own slaves, but we have not repented of racism. We are the benefactors of human slavery and we have not made any meaningful reparation. We are not all violent, but we tolerate, even permit, systems that produce it. We were slow to act when life itself was on the line. We denied the truth of our past and our present. We did not face our faults and turn from them. We did not, we will not, hold ourselves or others accountable. We do not all hate, but we do not all love. How amazing, then, that God should love and redeem humans. The Gospel proclaims that being human also means that, notwithstanding our failures and despite our limitations, we can be more. We may not be perfect, but we need not only be bad, we are also God's good creation, recipients of the Holy Spirit and bearers of grace in the world. We spend each day with one foot in this world and the other in the kingdom of God. We are gifted. We are born of hope. We can do more. There is much more to the story of 2020 than virology. There is much more to this story than intolerance or incompetence. 
The totality of human suffering which we have and will yet endure cannot, should not, be reduced to cold math or organic biology or economic theory. The hardships we are suffering are more than a product of human decisions and human failures. They are the persistent outcome of sin and injustice and greed and corruption. And isn't salvation supposed to do something about that? Join me next week for Think 3, What Will This Make possible. You can walk up on the moon Or you can watch it roll It's never in the stars